Act two of Cymbeline by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act two, scene one. Britain before Cymbeline's palace. Enter Clotten and two lords. Was there ever man and such luck? when i kissed the jack upon an upcast to be hit away i had a hundred pound on it and then a son jack nates must take me up for swearing as if i borrowed my notes of him i might not spend them at my pleasure what got he by that you have broke his pate with your bowl if his wit had been like him that broke it it would have run all out when a gentleman is disposed to swam it is not for any standers by to curtail his oaths ah no my lord nor crop the ears of them horse and dog i give him satisfaction would he have been one of my rank to have smelt like a fool i am not vexed more than anything in the earth a pox on it i'd rather not be so noble as i am they dare not fight with me because of the queen my mother every jack slave hath his belly full of fighting and i must go up and down like a cock that nobody can match you are a cock and a capon too and you crow cock with your comb on sayest thou it is not fit your lordship should undertake every companion that you give offence to nah i know that but it is fit i should commit offence to my inferiors ay it is fit for your lordship only why so i say did you hear of the stranger that comes to court to-night a stranger and i not know of it he's a strange fellow himself and knows it not oh there's an italian come and tis thought one of leonatus's friends leonatus a banished rascalman he's another whatsoever he be who told you of this stranger one of your lordship's pages is it fit i went to look upon him is there no derogation in it you cannot derogate my lord not easily i think mm, you are a fool granted therefore your issues being foolish do not derogate come i'll go see this italian what i have lost to-day at bowls i went to-night of him come down i'll attend your lordship exeunt clotten and first lord that such a crafty devil as his mother should yield the world this ass a woman that bears all down with her brain and this her son cannot take two from twenty for his heart and leave eighteen alas poor princess thou divine imogen 
what thou endurest betwixt a father by thy stepdame governed a mother hourly coining plots a wooer more hateful than the foul expulsion is of thy dear husband than that horrid act of the divorce he'll make the heavens hold firm the walls of thy dear honour keep unshaked that temple thy fair mind that thou may stand to enjoy thy banished lord and this great land exit scene two imogen's bedchamber in cymbeline's palace a trunk in one corner of it imogen in bed reading a lady attending who's there my woman helen please you madam what hour is it almost midnight madam i have read three hours then mine eyes are weak fold down the leaf where i have left to bed take not away the taper leave it burning and if thou canst awake by four of the clock i prithee call me sleep has seized me wholly exit lady to your protection i commend me gods from fairies and the tempters of the night guard me beseech you sleeps yakimo comes from the trunk the crickets sing and man's or laboured sense repairs itself by rest ah tarquim thus did softly press the rushes ere he wakened the chastity he wounded Cytheria, how bravely thou becom'st thy bed fresh lily and whiter than the sheets that i might touch but kiss one kiss rubies unparagoned how dearly they do it tis her breathing that perfumes the chamber thus the flame of the taper bows toward her and would underpeep her lids to see the enclosed lights now canopied under these windows white and azure laced with blue of heaven's own tint but my design to note the chamber i will write all down such and such pictures there the window such the adornment of her bed the arras figures why such and such and the contents of the story ah but some natural notes about her body above ten thousand meaner movables would testify to enrich mine inventory o oh, sleep thou ape of death lie dull upon her and be her sense but as a monument thus in a chapel lying come off come off taking off her bracelet as slippery as the gordian knot was hard tis mine and this will witness outwardly as strongly as the conscience does within to the madding of her lord on her left breast a mole sank spotted like the crimson drops near the bottom of a cast-up here's a voucher stronger than ever law could make this secret will force him think i have picked the lock and tamed the treasure of her honour no more to what end why should i write this down that's riveted screwed to my memory she hath been reading like the tale of Tarius. here the leaps turned down where philomel gave up i have enough to the trunk again and shut the spring of it swift swift you dragons of the night that dawning may bear the raven's eye i lodge in fear 
though this a heavenly angel hell is here clock strikes one two three time time goes into the trunk the scene closes scene three an antechamber adjoining imogen's apartments enter clotten and lords your lordship is the most patient man in loss the most coldest that ever turned up ace it would make any man cold to lose but not every man patient after the noble temper of your lordship you are most hot and furious when you win winning will put any man into courage if i could get this foolish imogen i should have gold enough it's almost morning is it not day my lord oh would this music would come i am advised to give her music a mornings they say it will penetrate enter musicians come on tune if you can penetrate her with your fingering so we'll try with tongue too if none will do let her remain but i'll never give off first a very excellent good conceited thing after a wonderful sweet air with admirable rich words to it <laughs> and then let her consider hark hark the lark at heaven's gate sings and phoebus gains arise his steeds to water at those springs on chaliced flowers that lies and winking merry buds begin to hope their golden eyes with everything that pretty is my lady sweet arise 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 so get your gum it is penetrating i will consider your music the better if it do not it is a voice in her ears which horse has and calves guts nor the voice of eunuch to boot can never amend exeunt musicians here comes the king i am glad i was up so late for that's the reason i was up so early it cannot choose but take this service i have done fatherly enter cymbeline and queen good morrow to your majesty and to my gracious mother attend you here the door of our stern daughter will she not forth i have assailed her with music but she vouchsafes no notice the exile of her minion is too new she hath not yet forgot him some more time must wear the print of his remembrance out and then she's yours 
you are most bound to the king who lets go by no vantages that may prefer you to his daughter frame yourself to orderly soliciting and befriend it with aptness of the season make denials increase your services so seem as if you were inspired to do those duties which you tender to her that you in all obey her save when command to your dismission tends and therein you are senseless thanks so not so enter a messenger so like you sir ambassadors from rome the one is caius lucius a worthy fellow albeit he come on angry purpose now but that's no fault of his we must receive him according to the honour of his sender and towards himself his goodness was spent on us we must extend our notice our dear son when you have given good morning to your mistress attend the queen and us we shall have need to employ you towards this roman come our queen exeunt all but clotten if she be up i'll speak with her if not well let her lie still and dream by your leave oh <laughs> i know her women are about her what if i do line one of their hands tis gold which buys admittance oft it doth gain and makes diana's rangers false themselves yield up their deer to the stand of the stealer and tis gold which makes the true man killed and saves the thief nay sometime hangs both thief and true man what can it not do and undo i will make one of her women lawyer to me for i yet not understand the case myself by your leave enter a lady who's there that knocks a gentleman no more yes and a gentlewoman son that's more than some whose tailors are as dear as yours can justly boast of what's your lordship's pleasure your lady's person is she ready ay to keep a chamber there is gone for you sell me your good report how my good name ought to report of you what i shall think is good uh, the princess enter imogen good morrow fairest sister your sweet hand exit lady good morrow sir you lay out too much pains for purchasing but trouble the thanks i give is telling you that i am poor of thanks and scarce can spare them still i swear i love you if you but said so twere as deep with me if you swear still your recompense is still that i regard it not this is no answer but that you shall not say i yield being silent i would not speak i pray you spare me faith i shall unfold equal discourtesy to your best kindness one of your great knowing should learn being taught forbearance to leave you in your madness twirl my sin i will not <laughs> fools cure not mad folks do you call me fool 
as i am mad i do if you'll be patient i'll no more be mad that cures us both i am much sorry sir you put me to forget a lady's manners by being so verbal and learn now for all that i which know my heart do here pronounce by the very truth of it i care not for you and i am so near the lack of charity to accuse myself i hate you which i had rather you felt than make it my boast you sin against obedience which you owe your father for the contract you pretend with that base wretch one bread of arms and fostered with cold dishes with scraps of the court it is no contract none though it be allowed in meaner parties yea who than he <laughs> more mean to knit their souls on whom there is no more dependency but brats and beggary in self figured not yet you are curbed from that enlargement by the consequence of the cram and must not soil the precious note of it with a base slave a hilding for a livery a squire's cloth a pantland <laughs> not so eminent profane fellow wert thou the son of jupiter and no more but what thou art besides thou wert too base to be his groom thou wert dignified enough even to the point of envy if it were made comparative for your virtues to be styled the underhangman of his kingdom and hated for being preferred so well the south bog rotting he never can meet more mischance than come to be but named of thee his meanest garment that ever hath but clipped his body is dearer in my respect than all the hairs above thee were they all made such men how now pisanio enter pisanio his garment <laughs> now the devil to dorothy my woman hide presently his i am sprited with a fool frighted and angered worse go bid my woman search for a jewel that too casually hath left mine arm it was thy master's shrew me if i would lose it for a revenue of any kings in europe i do think i saw it this morning confident i am last night was on mine arm i kissed it oh, i hope it be not gone to tell my lord that i kiss aught but he twill not be lost i hope so go and search exit pisanio you have abused me his meanest garment i i said so sir if you will make it an action call witness to it i will inform your father your mother too she's my good lady and will conceive i hope but the worst of me so i leave you sir to the worst of discontent exit i'll be revenge well. exit scene four rome philario's house enter posthumus and philario fear it not sir 
I would I were so sure to win the king as I am bold, her honour will remain hers. What means do you make to him? Not any, but abide the change of time, quake in the present winter's state, and wish that warmer days would come. In these feared hopes I barely gratify your love, they failing, I must die much your debtor. Your very goodness and your company o'er pays all I can do. By this your king hath heard of great Augustus. Caius Lucius will do's commission throughly, and I think he'll grant the tribute, send the arrearages, or look upon our Romans, whose remembrance is yet fresh in their grief. I do believe, statest though I am none, nor like to be, that this will prove a war, and you shall hear the legions now in Gallia sooner landed in our not-fearing Britain than have tidings of any penny tribute paid. Our countrymen are men more ordered than when Julius Caesar smiled at their lack of skill, but found their courage worthy his frowning at. Their discipline, now mingled with their courage, will make known to their approvers they are people such that mend upon the world. Enter Yakimo. See, Yakimo! The swiftest hearts have posted you by land, and winds of all the corners kissed your sails to make your vessel nimble. Welcome, sir. I hope the briefness of your answer made the speediness of your return. Your lady is one of the fairest that I have looked upon. And therewithal the best, or let her beauty look through a casement to allure false hearts and be false with them. Here are letters for you. Their tenor good, I trust. Tis very like. Was Caius Lucius in the Briton court when you were there? He was expected then, but not approached. All is well yet. Sparkles the stone as it was wont. Or is not too dull for your good wearing? If I had lost it, I should have lost the worth of it in gold. I'll make a journey twice as far to enjoy a second night of such sweet shortness which was mine in britain for the ring is one the stone's too hard to come by not a whit your lady being so easy make not sir you're lost your sport i hope you know that we must not continue friends good sir we must if you keep covenant had i not brought the knowledge of your mistress home i grant we were to question further, but I now profess myself the winner of her honour, together with your ring, and not the wronger of her or you, having proceeded but by both your wills. If you can make apparent my hand and ring is yours, if not, the foul opinion you had of her pure honour gains or loses your sword or mine, or masterless leaves both to who shall find them sir my circumstances being so near the truth as i will make them must first induce you to believe whose strength i will confirm with oath which i doubt not you'll give me leave to spare when you shall find you need it not proceed first her bedchamber where i confess i slept not but profess how that was well worth watching it was hanged with tapestry of silk and silver the story proud cleopatra when she met her roman and sidna swelled above the banks 
or for the press of boats or pride a piece of work so bravely done so rich that it did strive in workmanship and value which i wondered could be so rarely and exactly wrought since the true life on it was this is true and this you might have heard of here by me or by some other more particulars must justify my knowledge so they must or do your honour injury the chimney is south the chamber and the chimney-piece chaste diane bathing never saw i figures so likely to report themselves the cutter was as another nature dumb out one turf motion and breath left out this is a thing which you might from relation likewise reap being as it is much spoke of the roof of a chamber with golden cherubins is fretted her and irons i had forgot them were two winking cupids of silver each on one foot standing nicely depending on their brands this is her honour let it be granted you have seen all this and praise be given to your remembrance the description of what is in her chamber nothing saves the wager you have laid then if you can showing the bracelet be pale i beg you leave to air this jewel see and now tis up again it must be married to that your diamond i'll keep them jove once more let me behold it is it that which i left with her sir i thank her that she stripped it from her arm i see her yet her pretty action did outsell her gift and yet enriched it too she gave it me and said she prized it once maybe she plucked it off to send it me she writes so to you doth she oh no 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 tis true here take this too gives the ring it is a basilisk unto mine eye kills me to look on't let there be no honour where there is beauty truth where semblance love where there's another man the vows of women of no more bondage be to where they are made than they are to their virtues which is nothing oh above measure false have patience sir and take your ring again tis not yet won it may be probable she lost it or who knows if one of her women being corrupted hath stolen it from her very true and so i hope he came by it back my ring render to me some corporal sign about her more evident than this for this was stolen by jupiter i heard it from her arm hark you he swears by jupiter he swears tis true nay keep the ring tis true i am sure she would not lose it her attendants are all sworn and honourable they induced to steal it and by a stranger no he hath enjoyed her there take thy hire and all the fiends of hell divide themselves between you sir be patient this is not strong enough to be believed of one persuaded well of never talk on't if you seek for further satisfying under her breast worthy the pressing lies a mole right proud of that most delicate lodging by my life i kissed it and it gave me present hunger to feed again though full you do remember 
this stain upon her ay and it doth confirm another stain as big as hell can hold were there no more but it will you hear more spare your arithmetic never count the turns once and a million i'll be sworn no swearing if you will swear you have not done to you lie oh that i had her here to tear her limb meal i will go there and do it in the court before her father i'll do something exit quite besides the government of patience you have won let's follow him and pervert the present wrath he has against himself with all my heart exeunt scene five another room in philario's house enter posthumus could i find out the woman's part in me for there's no motion that tends to vice a man but i affirm it is the woman's part be it lying note it the woman's flattering hers deceiving hers lust and rank thoughts hers hers revenges hers ambitions covetings change of prides disdain nice longing slanders mutability all faults that may be named nay that hell knows why hers and part are all but rather all for even to vice they are not constant but are changing still one vice but of a minute old for one not half so old as that i'll write against them detest them curse them yet tis greater skill than a true hate to pray they have their will the very devils cannot plague them better exit end of act two